<clears throat> Hello, friends. It has been brought to my attention that during last week's episode, I gave the impression that I was going to join the Labour Party, and that I advocated joining the Labour Party as a capitalist roader. On further review of the record, I find that my remarks could have been taken out of context. I consumed no alcohol prior to the incident, and mix this with a dangerous cocktail of prescription optimism and bourgeois sentimentality. I apologise to the entire Spartacist League of Britain, Workers' Hammer, and the 10,000 other British far-left parties with memberships of six people, whose experience was profoundly altered by this ideological error. I salute the tremendous grace they displayed under the circumstances, i.e. having to travel all the way to Vauxhall to report to their MI5 handlers. It must have been awful. To all involved, our great leaders Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, and the eternal president Kim Il-sung, revolutionaries, rage uncles, and fail sons worldwide, I offer my heartfelt apologies. For the last 17 days, We Don't Talk About the Weather has entrusted me to handle the critical process, including the ideologically correct transition from a dictatorship of the proletariat to full communism. I take full responsibility for the breaches of Marxist-Leninist science that took place during episode two. I've spent last night and today in ardent self-criticism in a punishment tent of my own design. I will determine what actions are appropriate going forward. This may include meditating on the 1983 Labour Manifesto, expropriating the means of production by refusing to pay my gas bill, and a Yukio Mishima-style suicide. At We Don't Talk About the Weather, we are, and have always been, committed to upholding the integrity of people's war and socialism with dirtbag characteristics. As such, the people's flag is pale as pink. It's not as red as you might think. To quote Ramon Makada, the assassin of Trotsky, if he talks about my daughters or permanent revolution again, I swear I'll do time. <laughs> Fuck you, Bella. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of We Don't Talk About the Weather, your home for left-wing politics and unresolved childhood pathologies. Um, I'm Adam, and this is... Hugh. Take this fag out of your mouth, Hugh. (laughs) Um, And this week we're talking about the budget. It's just happened, just today. I spent a number of hours today in front of the television, and it was very hard. It was hard going. I've drunk a lot of tequila. Because the only way I could get through it is having a fiesta. Spring is here! <laughs> yeah. The sun came out, I decided to have a fiesta in the afternoon. Um, As opposed to a normal siesta in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, there's um, there's just something about Theresa May's Thatcher impression that just puts me in... Oh, God. The, can mo- we, the ready to party. Just can, we, party. can we talk about Theresa May's laugh at PMQs today? When she was accepting, had- like... Like if you have either getting messages from God or something. No, no, no. It was it was the it was the like visual representation of that. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Like it was fat people and laughing. It was fake. Yeah, fat peasants laughing. It was so obviously like um whoa, whoa. if you imagine the shoulders are shaking, she's moving back and forth, her head's tossed back. She's wearing one of those stupid necklaces that just looks like a set of anal beads. <laughs> And she's just yakking it up, like yakking. That's I can't even remember what she was laughing at. I think it was it was during PMQs, and it was because 
Jeremy Corbyn asked the same question a couple of times in a row. Yeah, because it's like, oh, by the way, what are you going to do about? Uh, what was it? It was to do with the um, the what's the difference between a gentleman's agreement and a sweetheart deal with regards? To oh, that? about Surrey Council. Yeah, this stuff. If you don't know, um, Surrey Council have had some kind of verbal agreement with the Tory Party that they would receive that they would not have to partake in was it graduated council tax rises something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so they wouldn't have a referendum on raising the price of the raising the council tax because they were going to have a referendum on it. And it tells you all, and it, yeah, and it tells you all you need to know that really, um, this came out. This wasn't a huge scandal. No. This wasn't like Jeremy Corbyn publishing his tax returns completely and honestly. This was, you know, actual government collusion yeah. with a local council. And also, it wasn't really a verbal agreement. It was a proper old-school Aristo gentleman's agreement. You mm. know, when you, you shake the hands, you lift up one trouser leg, and then you <laughs> piss on a peacock or something. <laughs> it was proper. And, like, they knew, they talked you to You meet other, over the back of the pig, and you're just... <laughs> you're just Grinding away there, and you're discussing, you know, <laughs> your council tax plans. It's just, oh, but yeah, like um, the Jeremy Corbyn posting his taxes, yeah, which I heard three different radio DJs refer to it as virtue signalling, <laughs> <laughs> which they it's it's because they've just heard those words yeah. put together. They really like them, like they like. Um, there's a couple of the British ones who've just started saying. Oh, young people, they just get triggered so easily. Which is always funny, coming from an old person who voted Brexit. Because it's like, we're not triggered by brown people or a Polish supermarket. You're the ones who are triggered by that. It's like somebody uh, moaning about identity politics while clad head-to-toe in a Union Jack Mm. three-piece suit. (laughs) Mm. It was, um... They were talking about um, triggering because that girl who couldn't get a job at Boots because she wasn't dressed appropriately. I think it was something to do with her lip ring. She had a lip ring and it was, was in, it was in conflict with Boots's corporate image. And people got very annoyed that people would be annoyed at Boots having a corporate image. But it's quite nice because it's nice to know that Boots have a corporate image that doesn't want me anywhere near them. So no, I will not go into your shop and buy Pro Plus anymore. <laughs> I will get my Pro Plus somewhere else. Our skin lightning creams aren't for you, goth. <laughs> <laughs> um... What was I going to say? Yeah, the the, the virtue signalling thing. It's like it's. Mm. I mean, on the one hand, you have them complaining about how you know there's more kind of sex and violence on on television. There's more sex and violence in the media, and uh, at the same time, complaining when you know people kind of talk, uh, people who aren't them talk about sex and violence yeah. in a kind of frank and honest way, and you know complain they're being triggered. But I mean, I was burning the poppy in front of them, and it's. <laughs> In many ways, virtue signalling. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't burn a poppy. You don't have the money to buy a poppy. <laughs> you burn a stack of poppies, then you really get their attention. Yeah. Burn a stack of poppies and set off. Yeah. Um, virtue signalling... Jeremy Corbyn publishing his tax returns, he's virtue signalling to who? People who enjoy paying taxes? Which I don't think there are any. Yeah. J.K. Rowling seemed really pleased with herself when she paid her taxes. But she's got so much money mm. for doing very little now. She did write some good books, but she has not done much for a while now. I'll tell you what, that Scottish cast is really going to hit her inheritance tax. <laughs> See where her principles are then, when she's dead. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so I watched the budget. I watched yeah. P&Q's, mm-hmm. then the budget. Oh, you Then see. the response to the budget, and then I listened to 
the response to the response to the budget on the radio yeah. and then had a rage nap. There's something about the kind of when if you're at home on a day when there's a big politics day, which, you know, if if you're like at work or something, you never you don't really get to do. Um yeah. unless you know, you know, sick or something. Um there's something about, you know, you put you, you know, do the traditional things, put the bunting out, decorate the tree. It's the autumn budget. Oh, <laughs> I always get so excited. I yeah. can't wait. Um, midnight I, of the autumn budget. I had my replica of the Queen made entirely of um, coronation chicken. <laughs> Still stinking up the place. It's revolting, actually. That's actually from the autumn budget, though. You <laughs> probably get rid of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, the, well, this is... It was a, there's always the same kind of like, okay, if we're talking about the preamble to the budget, there was the kind of, most of it had been leaked before. and or le- they have to. Leaked and kind of, pre- well, it had been put out there and presented. Hmm. And I don't know, I'm not old enough to remember what budgets were like when they actually, you could actually ever get excited about anything that was in them. I don't think people because they don't about the budget. That's not, no, not excited, but they'd go, oh yeah, you know, there's, this is, this measure is going to, unemployment's going to go up or perhaps this year they won't raise the tax on fags yeah um, or you know oh they've frozen fuel duty I remember getting my dad getting very excited about that <laughs> um, old people really love but it's definitely their cars yeah it's it's definitely like a, an exercise in kind of nudging now yeah. just nudge at the edges and yeah. there's this whole thing of like oh he's we're still in austerity he's not going to you know open the coffers and it's we're like, supposed to be out of austerity open... by now George Osborne said we'll be done by now well, George Osborne said a lot of things. He did say a lot of things. He said a lot of things to that um, dominatrix. <laughs> um, but everybody expects... like I, I, that's, I suppose that's why I wonder why I'm not old enough to remember like good budgets. Because the press around it always acts like, oh, it's going to be a real giveaway. 50 pence off winter heating solutions. Because politically, we don't have any direct solutions anymore. Well, yeah. It's kind of what I was talking about... like. Last last week, they did. there's no simple kind of increase that you could point to and say this would directly benefit me. They, it will only they, kind of. I think they they had like a load of shave off the edges, a load know? of business rate cuts, hmm. including I think it's like it worked out as about a thousand pounds to the port, the like ninety percent of pubs. Yeah, and you could just see the guffawing on the Tory side, like oh yes, because we all love to go to pub, and, and all of them are in camera. Yeah. Oh, I hate camera. It's something the sweating masses will enjoy. Look, yeah, they love your that. pubs will close down at a slightly slower rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um But even then, even the business that's, rate that, even that's the, what they Yeah, but I mean even the business rates, their kind of natural constituency, small business owners and large business owners. Um mainly large. Mainly mainly large, but you mainly know, mainly large got, and people who aspire to be small business owners <laughs> but are actually just working for a mini cap firm. Yeah people who've got that, yeah, that one idea or whatever. Even that is like, we're going to graduate, we're going to gradually, like more gradually introduce quarterly tax returns. It's like, that's not, that's not anything. No. They only nudge the edges. So I don't know why it's, it's not even, it's not even really a symbol of kind of their attitude towards things. I think that the Tory attitude to like the populace of this country is pretty well known at Mm. this point. Mm. You know, when you're waiting on a bed in the hospital for a fucking operation. I know they said about how much they love the NHS. It's quite weird to see them do that now without David Cameron there to say, my son died in a hospital. (laughs) Therefore, why would I ever be mean to a hospital? Solution? Kill one of Philip Hammond's children. (laughs) Does he have children? 
I don't know. He strikes, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. He strikes me as someone who has a very low sperm count. He's. Or, I was watching him the other day actually, um, and uh, on doing some kind of uh, speech or visit or something, and uh, that old kind of Tory feeling you got is like, yeah, he gets spanked on a regular occasion. <laughs> well, he then, has a fucking account with a dominatrix. <laughs> That kind of pinch-drawn, like, grey face. Like the previous Chancellor of the Exchequer. You know, like, Kenneth Clark. he looks like a man who enjoys life. Maybe he goes to a dominatrix, maybe he doesn't, but it's his choice. No, 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 <laughs> Philip Hammond has to. Because <laughs> he still hasn't gotten over the stuff that, not mother. Yeah. It would have been the governess. Yeah. Well, uh, no, didn't he? Uh, I think he comes from Epping. Yeah, he comes from, so, he comes yeah. from somewhere in Epping, yeah. Yeah, so maybe not a governess. Mm. <laughs> but um, I did see... Just before it, they posted a load of pictures of him putting the budget together. Mm. So it's him like sitting at a desk with a big boy pen, pretending like he he could write with anything other than a quill. <laughs> and oh, it's just so horrible because he's got that face, that proper grey Tory face. Yeah, the face that you get from never really seeing natural light. <laughs> Just... Never enjoying anything. Yeah. I mean, he what, he started a, a medical supply company. So you know he cares about the NHS because he worked for privatised medicine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cares about people's healthcare, you know. Um, and he just he's one of those people who just kind of naturally graduated to being a Tory MP yeah. because he got bored with his work and couldn't get a promotion any higher. I think he always wanted to be a Tory MP because you don't, you don't do PPE. Yeah. Which is politics, philosophy and economics. The worst degree. The worst <laughs> degree. No good person does that degree. Mm. It's a bad degree. No good person does it, just everybody. <laughs> At some point during the last general election, it was, well, there's uh, the Oxbridge PPE graduate. Um, he's facing off against the Oxbridge PPE graduate. Um, he's going to elect a cabinet of a Home Secretary who's an Oxford pre- Oxbridge PPE candidate. His Foreign Secretary, uh, she's an Oxbridge PPE candidate. Um, we're going to find out by this by be- getting it reported to us by the state broadcaster <laughs> by a person who is an Oxbridge PPE graduate. Um, they're going to discuss it with a couple of other Oxbridge PPE graduates. It's, it's, yeah, it's impossible to get away it's from it. It's, it's so painful that Boris Johnson can seem so different just yeah. because he did classics. <laughs> oh, but so he came out and did his face thing, yeah. and he made a couple of jokes. He got in some sick burns. Mm. He made a joke about Jeremy Corbyn being so far in a black hole that Stephen Hawking has distanced himself from him and said that he should resign. A real zinger. Which you know that as far as political zingers go is. There, I they, guess. They always, also, they always I do don't that care what they... Stephen Hawking has to say because he's a philandering physics teacher. <laughs> I never had much, I don't, I don't think I've ever really liked any of my physics teachers. <laughs> and so, well, well, just because you know he knows about he can remember all the velocity equations, I'm supposed to believe that he understands anything about politics. Well, he can cheat, he's got more written down on <laughs> his computer. <laughs> um, yeah. Fi- Philip Hammond's another one. He's a bit like um, uh, IDS, isn't he? Because they always... When he he became... I remember when he became... Um, what was he beforehand? Was he uh, Transport Secretary or something? Like that. He looks like he likes um, trains. Yeah. Um, like, really likes trains. Yeah. Or maybe not the trains, maybe just the carriages. Yeah. Just um, the wrong stuff. <laughs> and 
the Tory press was all kind of, ah, the quiet man, which they've got an obsession with. Yeah. They love the idea that there's this quiet man because they don't hear from the majority of the populace, so they can mm. project that the populace are all quiet men, yeah. just sitting there, silently well, nursing well, their grudges. It ties into the, the silent majority bullshit. Yeah. Because they're never silent, they're so loud. <laughs> At least it's only about parking, parking or recycling. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. They usually have a big problem recycling. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was um there wasn't really there was this some school stuff and there was the grammar school stuff that they announced a couple of days before. Mm. Was it no hang on, was it grammar school stuff or was it free school stuff? I thought it was free school stuff because they announced, no, they announced they a lot of free school stuff during the budget. More free school stuff. Yeah. But didn't they announce grammar schools a couple of days before? I don't know if it was grammar schools, was it? Sure. I know she made that announcement, but I mean, it's it's really hard to kind of gauge what they what they plan to do and what because they're like kind of a, a hollowed out Blairism mm. in that way of like they they are all about image and and Philip Hammond is clearly a man who spends a lot of time on his image, mm. um, but they've got that kind of they've got that kind of image but hollowed out of any content whatsoever. Like mm. Blair wanted you to believe that when he stopped talking, he was actually like a boomer like ex-guitar player who actually knew what was cool yeah whereas Philip Hammond wants to say that and then go away and be the same yeah you know oh that's the important thing to remember about Philip Hammond yeah um he is a homophobe mm. he's like um big time homophobe yeah he voted against the he had uh, a real problem before he was just pushing it was just you know too much too fast which you know it's the best kind of gay <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of homosexuality too far too fast maybe <laughs> Um, they did announce a load of um, technical college stuff. Oh yeah, T levels. It's good to see that they're uh, looking after the T levels of our young people. Yep, uh, making sure they're all raising a generation of high T, <laughs> high T males. <laughs> but they, I don't think that I, they they don't know what a real proper high testosterone man looks like other than Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson, <laughs> which. And I wouldn't say it's kind of testosterone, it's kind of pathology. Yeah. <laughs> With Boris. Yeah. But um, they were talking about, you know, and these technical colleges will be just as good as universities, which <laughs> sounded familiar. <laughs> what do they want people to, to study at these technical Plumbing. colleges? Is Plumbing, it, electrical it's... work, um, it's that kind of stuff. Oh, and um, computer stuff. Oh, there was a lot of stuff about... Um, Oh, like biotechnology. What's the what's the word they use for like shaking things up? They've like it's become quite a buzzword with politician types. Disruption. That's it. Disruptive yeah. industry. That's the silicon. Oh, yeah. They're doing the kind of even yeah even the Silicon Valley stuff is like their their kind of techno utopianism yeah. is just. But it's like it's the, hollow. The, the disruptive industries like biotechnology, and I know exactly what they want out of biotechnology. I read the Wind Up Girl. They want a perfect geisha prostitute that doesn't sweat. <laughs> That's what they want. You can see it in Philip Hammond's eyes. <laughs> I'd say you could see it in um, Theresa May's, but it's hard to tell whatever she thinks because she spends so long practising smiling in the mirror. <laughs> well, she's always got her head tilted back going, whoa, 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 whoa. I just can't stand her. I can't stand her. I read... Like, do you remember when, when Thatcher died? Yeah. And we went to the pub. Yeah. That was, was a nice. good day. That yeah. was a good day. Um, everybody over 30 was going did you hear did you hear yeah. everybody under 20 was going I don't understand. I don't why back when the blue post was still nice yeah 
before they shut down the post office there. Yeah. And you still had a couple of crusty bunks <laughs> and postal workers. <laughs> but um she's back in spirit. In voice. No, in voice. No, no, see, the she voice. Doesn't. no, it's just the voice. She's Thatcher she, before that she's Thatcher before the voice uh, training. Because have you heard what like the way that she she tries to have that kind of bassy kind of growl, but she's always exactly it's that grating on glass. She can't quite. She's trying to sound authoritative because again, it's like she's got to put in a half-hearted effort to sound like Thatcher. (laughs) She doesn't have to do it, but as long as she's put in the effort, um, that's all that that's all that matters to them because they're they're just not they're just not trying to craft any kind of like all like all over kind of narrative they're just happy with kind of throwing something out there and putting in half the effort mm. and then going oh yeah and then kind of the media fawns all over them either saying she's ruining this country or she's finally she looks a very strong leader they don't ever say and she's it's ruining like, this country no does the Guardian say that I don't know I can't does the Guardian say what sorry that she's ruining the country I can't, I can't well they, they always hedge their bets they don't they don't ever attack her as a whole, because... A liberal hedging their bets, you say? Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. But um, they don't ever kind of um, bring it all together. Yeah. Partially, I know they're an, they're an article-based paper, they're a website, and they've got kind of a 1,500-word think pieces a day. Hmm. So it's not exactly the space for long kind of... Um, technically thought out kind of theses on what the May government is. Yeah. But trying to kind of establish where they are, I was reading a tweet this morning that said like, um, oh, economically, Mayism to, is to Cameronism what Brownism is to Blairism. It's a kilometre to the left in tone, a centimetre to the left in substance. I don't think that's actually true. No. But that kind of difference between tone and substance mm. Is definitely because like even the all the, oh, the grammar school things and everyone all the media were like oh this is her thing this is her flagship policy because they need to write that headline yeah and have you heard anything else about it no Did she... no she's never said anything else about it she Cause... rode back slightly in some kind of smaller visit that mm. she did a speech at I saw that she did um doing the thing about what parents want is choice actually I think I got it. I think I wrote down exactly what Philip Hammond said because mm. it made me really angry. Mm. Um, choice is the key to excellence. Yeah. Which what? No, it's not. No, it sounds like something that would come out of. Do you know? Um, do you Chicago know what the key- is called? Economics, dickhead. Yeah, but that's that's the kind of um, the TED Talk Silicon Valley thing again. Yeah. They think as if they just put it out there, it's this. It's a corporate press release. Yeah. As much as anything. But parents don't really want lots of choice with regards to where their kids go to school. They want their kids to go to a good school. Do you know what excellence is? It's doing excellent things. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know what school they went to, but that's the kind of the definition. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, there's a, the, in British society, there is a fundamental misunderstanding of what a grammar school is. Yeah. Um, because no one wants to think that their kid is average. Mm. And so they, everyone, everyone in favour of, gram, of grammar schools thinks their kid would get into a grammar school or thinks that they would have gone into a grammar school. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't have mm. because that's the whole point of selective education, that it doesn't take everybody. Yeah. And the reason why they do well isn't because they're better schools. Mm. It's because there's smarter students. The and parents, you see that in the, the parents, quality of... 
the parents the do parents, more work with them at home. Yeah. They've got a better home a home life to, conducive to actually studying outside school, doing homework and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they suck up all the smart kids in the whole area, which is why if you look at where grammar schools are, the schools around them always do worse than the average around the country. Yeah. Oh, there was a study when grammar schools were um, were actually uh, still in operation in kind of more, more parts of the country rather than just a Kent or wherever. Mm. Um, and they did say that uh, students from um, richer backgrounds did equally well at grammar school. They did better than people from poorer backgrounds. Equally well at grammar schools and comprehensives. Yeah. There was no advantage to be gained by creaming them off. No. It just meant that um, funding and other things kind of went down for comprehensives. Yeah. There's no... Like, you're too young to actually... When you, te- when you take that selective test, you're too young to actually know whether you're any good or not. Yeah. There's plenty of people who kind of improve from the age of 11. Well, yeah, most The difference between like the would. age of 11 and 15 yeah. is fucking huge. And the idea that you can kind of tell that someone's going to be great. Yeah. It's ludicrous. It's fucking insane. But then also you have the problem with um, parents training their kids to do them now. Mm. Which I think if that gets... They should just get punished. Punish the kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, punish the kids so you don't get to go to the grammar school. Find the parents and the kid doesn't get to go to a grammar school. What, if they big... train them for the exams? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the only way to stop the parents from fucking risking it. <laughs> yeah, but how are they going to know? Well, they've trained the... Well, because yeah. they, the tutors advertise online. <laughs> and I'm guessing that the kind of people that are um, who are training kids to do them, they're not going to like hold up under pressure much. They'll be like, so were you doing that? Yeah. Okay, can I have the list of all the people that you were, te- you were teaching? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. These people who cheat their way into a grammar school education. I worked hard for my grammar school education that I hated. <laughs> and that's the thing. We know we. I don't even remember. Like I, I we both went to a grammar school because uh, Kent was one of the few places that you still had um, the eleven plus selective testing and things like that. Well, that's why um, we're we're smart enough to know that grammar schools are shit because we were able to go to a grammar school and properly experience it. Yeah. I'm not in a better job than most of my friends who went to like local high schools or whatever. No, I had a much better time once I was shit canned and went to a bog standard A level college. <laughs> I had a much better time. Mm. It was much nicer. But I mean, aside, aside from kind of the merits of of grammar school, again, it makes this government makes it impossible to discuss the merits of any particular plan because there is there is no plan do no. you do you d- doubt in any way that in 3 years when we have another general election that they will not have moved one iota closer to actually making any grand oh, they, they would have, i don't think they will have done anything i think the main difference between our government now and when the election comes around is maybe we're at war I think that will be the main difference, and a lot, and most people will be substantially poorer <laughs> because that's... food prices have gone up again. Yeah, yeah, of course they have. That's a, and that's a thing they were talking on the radio today. They were fucking journalists. They mm. shouldn't be allowed to call themselves journalists, but they were saying like they were talking to economists and people from Vote Leave and people from Vote Stay mm. and saying, "Ah, but the economy is actually doing okay." And no, you it's all said, not. But you all said that once we vote to leave, that the economy would crash. And it hasn't, has it? So maybe you should re- you should apologise for that. It's like, no one said that voting to leave would destroy the economy. They also, said, leaving! Also, do voters, do voters who lose have to apologise? Yes, every time. Every time they should just apologise. 
I don't like um, what was yeah that it, it's but it's the thing that they don't get is we haven't left yet and yeah. it's and things are shitter now already the pounds value is significantly lower yeah without actually crashing yeah and there was a whole oh, there was a, a whole thing about um uh, today a lot of people were tweeting this uh, Fraser Nelson from the Spectator who's a mm. massive cunt um was t- uh, tweeted this chart of um, uh, incomes, and it showed that uh, the top highest percentile of earners, hmm. their income went down exactly the same, exactly the same amount of percent as the poorest uh, people in the country, and it's like that doesn't prove anything. And also, he stopped at two thousand eleven <laughs> when house prices <laughs> went up by thirty <laughs> percent. Or the cost of like uh, renting or whatever went up by thirty percent. Oh, was, um, they were talking about um, the 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 people with the broadest bra- broadest backs taking most of the burden, mm. and how the I think it's like the top one percent of earners. The in fattest. <laughs> I mean the fattest. The fattest people in the country <laughs> take should take most of the burden. What was that? The top one percent. I think it's like twenty something percent of the tax burden, and it's. That's not enough. It's like, I don't think... Why doesn't anyone just push them on that? Like, the difference between how much the top percent earn in this country is shocking. Because when you get to the top 1%, they're complaining about not having enough buttress wax for their (laughs) buttresses. All their buttresses. All the buttresses. That they need to, like, add another wing to their duck mansion because their ducks have had babies. And then you've got... People not being given child benefit if they have a third kid. It's, it is one of those kind of um, not often spoken about kind of myths that like the vast, vast majority of people in this country earn under 30k. Mm. And that's, I'm just plucking that figure mm. out of the air, right? Under 30k. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, the, the, the average wage is about um, 20, 27. And, and that's, that's, that's the, the that's, median. No, that's the median. And that also doesn't count a load of self-employed people, yeah. a load of um, part-time people, and people working cash in hand. Yeah. So... And you just have to look at the hunger in the eyes of an Amazon Prime delivery man to know that he is not earning a good wage. Literal hunger, not spiritual hunger. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, not like, a, like job satisfaction. I'm talking yeah. about literal hunger. Where if you don't answer after the second ring of the doorbell, they're just smashing in windows to throw a parcel in. <laughs> Throwing it up on your roof, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that was another thing um, in the budget. The uh, National Insurance for Self-Employed People is going to start to increase to bring it in line with employed. Well, I think for too long now... Um, self-employed, self-employed um, Uber drivers mm. Mm. have been living high off the hog. <laughs> and like my problem, a good three with... percent below just not their income tax, they're just their national insurance contributions. Yes, yeah. and it's not going to bring in that much money. No, not as much money as my plan to go around Knightsbridge with a cu- with like a cudgel and a burlap sack and just <laughs> fill it full of garden ornaments. <laughs> But it, it's 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 a it's actually a beautiful thing. There's, I've got this kind of theory um, coming into my head that now they've they've ravaged the disabled, they are locking up immigrants, they are collaborating with. Uh, I heard this today. They're collaborating with um, charities in London, homeless charities, who go around with the ICE people oh. and uh, check on the immigration status of people who are sleeping rough. And do what because with them? 
deport them. Yeah. It's not good. But they've done all this and... Um, but that's not going to save us any money either because that's going to cost a load of money to put the ball on the megabuzz. Yeah. And they'll just come back. Yeah. Because... <laughs> well, no, um, oh, I can't remember the bloke who wrote it um, who spent months just hanging out with... Oh, Jonathan I know. It was um, Ben Judah? Yeah. Yeah. And it was really good and it was yeah. super depressing. Mm. Um, but the sheer amount of homeless people from like um, Bulgaria and places like that. Yeah. Um, that are collecting they they give their money to people collecting the money who are from organised crime. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're going to send them back to be punished. I think there is. I mean, obviously, like I've definitely noticed the number of homeless people. This is just anecdotal for whatever it means, but the number of homeless people um, just around where I live and where I work has just exploded. Oh, it's like it was in the in last in the last four years. It's it's, it's like, like when, when we I, kids, when it's like when I used to come up to London and you used to like look down the alleys and you just yeah. see cardboard cities. It's like um the area around the IMAX near Waterloo. Mm. Those underpasses, they used yeah. to just be half of them was just cardboard. Mm. It used to be just people living there. And it's starting to get like that again. Um next to the hmm, I think it's the Harp mm. pub off Trafalgar Square. Yeah, yeah. Where just having a drink and look down an alleyway and it's just full. Yeah. And that it wasn't like that five years ago. Yeah, I think the one the one kind of saviour is that at least at least people haven't got that kind of attitude of get a job as much. No, they're anymore. telling them to fuck off out the country. Yeah, they're calling them little burdens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's the that's the Tories thing, and they've kind of ravaged the immigrant, the, yeah. the immigrant and asylum seeker population. They're locking them up in um, Huntswood, yeah, down in uh, down in Kent. Yeah, they've uh, kind of been brutal towards the disabled, mm. like really. Oh yeah, not not even just casually, casually brutal, just actually intentionally cruel. Yeah, like horrifically oh, cruel. All the Atos stuff, all the pretending that um, yeah. any of the Atos stuff was a mistake. Yeah. Is just ludicrous because none of that was a mistake. But the interesting thing about this this like self employed thing is that you can see them sort of starting to do it again. Yeah. Well, they're trying to divide off one particular group that they want to lord and say you're doing the right thing, and divide them against somebody who you can see it because yeah. it's like I guarantee that no, I didn't fucking know it that self employed people paid less national insurance. Do you know why they pay less? Yeah, because they don't because have the government anything. pays the rest of it because yeah. with your national insurance. The boss pays a chunk of it. But also, you get to have time off work, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Self-employed people don't get paid no. sick leave, paid anything. No. Yeah. But um, I remember they did it, it, was a, it might have been just a year ago, mm. but they were talking about dealing with the grey economy. Mm. And that was starting to ramp it up. Like, oh, do you know you, a plumber says they earn like 25000 a year? Yeah. But in reality, yeah, you know, like... 50 grand all cash in hand yeah and but it doesn't work unless you're making somebody fit somebody who's kind of just about managing feel like they're being ripped off personally it's why all of their financial statistics why all the statistics about the deficit Hmm. are all made personal Hmm. it's like each household in britain owes sixty-two thousand pounds and it's like no they don't no that's not how national deficits work no not at all yeah I would happily take, I'd take more than £62,000. Mm. I'd take more than that. 
if I also had a printing press that printed legal currency. Yeah, it's 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 not a thing. It's it's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, more drink. Um, but yeah, I can't. Oh, I couldn't handle them. And um, they could do something if they wanted to deal with the the difference in equality between PAYE mm. earners and self-employed earners yeah. which they don't give a fuck about equality Mm-mm. they've never given a fuck about equality but um, if they wanted to they could and I'm not they could increase how much employers pay towards national insurance yeah and to give normal earners a little bit of extra money they wouldn't because that would be incredibly anti-business yeah they're just fucking pathetic. And um, Jeremy Corbyn did all right. Um, he was terrible in Prime Minister's questions because I just can't stand him. The format isn't the format isn't um, set out for kind of. I don't think anyone cares about zingers anymore. I think no, only political no. journalists care about. Yeah. Oh, he made a but very that, funny pun. Yeah, that but, means he won. Yeah, but you know who? Yeah, and it's, do you know who's in power at the end of Prime Minister's questions? The government. Yeah. But the thing is, um, it, do, it doesn't really matter to normal people. But do you know what does matter to normal people? Mm. Constantly going on in the paper about how he lost a thing and how he yeah. fails at a thing yeah. again. And I was <clears> thinking, <throat> and it might have been the lack of sleep and the tequila mm. that was aiding these thoughts. But are there, any, better, <laughs> are there any parliamentary rules against me just firing, if I was in the House of Parliament and I was an MP, just firing spitballs constantly? The Prime Minister, what she was talking about. Well, Michael Heseltine, who got sacked, actually, unceremoniously this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, He touched touched the mace to try try and clobber... uh, Who was he trying to clobber? Michael Foote? Let's say Michael Foote. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so, you know, you're not allowed to do that, but surely I can fire spitballs. Although you get kicked out if you just call them by their actual name. Because if you say them, if you call them by their name, you have power over them, like like with magic. It's like knowing a demon's true name. Yeah, Yeah. it's like magic with a K. (laughs) You can banish <laughs> Theresa May if you call her Explicitation. <laughs> Luckily for Theresa May, her true her true name can only be pronounced with two mouths and seven tongues. <laughs> it's pronounced. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, but he was quite good. He had a very obviously pre-prepared speech to do straight afterwards, mm. and then they did the you know back and forth I think it's it must be quite difficult because he's he's kind of gone on about um, like obviously he's been approaching certain issues housing and schools and the NHS and stuff like that and what was very visible by their absence from the budget was the NHS housing and Um, actual budgets for schools there was a pittance given to social care yeah which covers a lot social care yeah um and they didn't mention housing. Yeah, housing they was not were... mentioned once. It's just how the hell do you do that? It's like just so dumb. in this environment where fucking like it's the most it's the most terrifying thing if you're an adult living in Britain at the moment is fucking housing. Yeah, followed by the NHS. Yeah, and they gave um I mean as far as the NHS is concerned they gave kind of. A hundred billion, like emergency funding to A and E, they're giving um, uh, three hundred and sixty-five million to um, STP, which is what was it? Sustainability and Transformation Program, which the very name itself, the very name itself, sends those shivers up your spine. Um, I was trying to work out what it was today. Um, I can't. No, it's it's um, 
it's more f- each it's it's money given to health health funds health trusts to um, primary care trusts to basically short like do active things that they aren't able to do with their normal budgets. That's not going to help. No. And you know they're going to have to go through private companies. Well, to get their thing because that's the that's the goal. You know, yeah, it's always the goal. It's the um, yeah. it's the Chomsky thing of starve the beast. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. um construct a situation where I think it was Strom Thurmond actually. I know they're very similar. <laughs> Strom Thurmond talked about starving a different kind of beast. <laughs> beast in his mind. <laughs> or mistress. Those yeah. lines were very blurred with Strom Thurmond. Um yeah, just it's it's I <laughs> probably pretty hard for Jeremy Corbyn to respond to say you didn't say anything about housing and then they respond and go, Yeah. <laughs> Because do you know who's the who is still in power at the end of Prime Minister's <laughs> questions, at the end of the response to the budget? The government is still in charge. <laughs> yeah. Well there was um what else was there this week? There was there was the brilliant re- thing, the Empire two point oh, that came really, out. I was from so looking forward to talking about this because this is this is beautiful. I love it so much. Good. You tell, yeah. us, tell us what happened. So um, earlier on in the week, um, there was a uh, there was a, a, a I can't remember how it actually came out. There was some it was kind leaked of leaked from some it was, civil it was, servant. Had been it was it was leaked. Called, use this word. Well, okay. In two thousand and fourteen, there was a kind of a Commonwealth meeting where African countries have been starting to talk about setting up some kind of free trade zone. Because was the Queen they, there? Uh, yes, she have, was. Fantastic. Yes, she was. Was yeah. Philip there? No, he is not invited. <laughs> After last time, After last he money, knows like, what he did. Making fun of people's hats again. <laughs> Doing um, impressions of delegates. <laughs> um, so they start talking about um, like setting up an African free trade zone. This was like 2013, 2011, something like that. Um, nothing ever happened to it because people, the governments, talk about that all the time, and it's very difficult to, to set up a free trade zone when your only trade is with the beers. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this agreement didn't turn in, into anything. And uh, apparently, according to the Times, um, Liam Fox, the International Trade Secretary, is going to try and revive this idea. Um, he's Liam try Fox? It. Liam Fox, yeah. The one who brought his boyfriend around with him? Uh, yeah, yeah. The one who got sacked? For libel reasons, I'd like to point out that the man was not Liam Fox's boyfriend. He was his best friend. He was his best friend. His, his best, best bestie friend. Best arms dealer. <laughs> his best, his best his friend. His best subcontracted arms dealer. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and he's keen to create these free trade zones with Britain. Something, it was also leaked that civil servants within Whitehall have been surreptitiously calling this Empire 2.0. Now the balls, <laughs> the fucking balls. I don't think it is balls because when I heard it, I pissed myself laughing first, mm. and then people quite rightly get really angry, yeah. and then you have people on the radio saying things like, "Well, the empire wasn't all bad." It's like, well, it kind of was for everyone other than the people in charge of this the is what, empire. This is what happens when you don't discuss the empire in Britain. Yeah, I mean. So apparently we have a couple of Chinese listeners. Um, I don't know how the fuck that's happened, but we do. So if you don't know, um, the empire isn't discussed in Britain. Not We don't study it in school. We don't really talk about it. But in the past few years, there have been a few kind of like BBC programs and a couple of documentaries 
mainly by kind of centre-right politicians, talking about how we shouldn't be ashamed of the Empire, and it's hard to be ashamed of something that you were never ashamed of in the first place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, this kind of Empire 2.0... It wasn't, it wasn't balls that made them say it. The reason why they, they said it is because the kind of people that go, ha-ha, tally-ho, Empire, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, yeah. are the kind of people that know like at least four different ways to tie a tie... No, but you see, the thing is, they don't do the tally-ho thing because that outs them as racists. What they do is they go, uh, we gave them bridges. Bridges. Trains. And railways that were for them. Not for anyone else. Just for them. (laughs) Wasn't to transport truckloads of diamonds out of the country to put them on a ship. Or all that that slightly pink-shaded stone that's all over the centre of London that all came from (laughs) India. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we don't, we don't, it's always kind of, it's, it's, there's been a definite kind of project to kind of rehabilitate the British Empire and not talk about any of the, the kind of the, the millions upon millions of deaths, the exploitation, any of that kind of stuff. And the Tory government now has really run with that. You always notice Theresa May whenever she's talking about foreign policy and Brexit and trade deals and all that. She, she keeps talking about old friends. Ugh. I can only assume she means to add old friends of the family <laughs> onto the end of that. But old friends. Our old, we've got so many old friends out there. But the thing is, like a gangster going around, <laughs> going around, oh, it's a friend, I need to pay him a visit. <laughs> you know? But the very notion that we can replace essentially all trade with the EU yeah. with... Which constitutes something like 60 to 70% of all exports. And France is... You can literally, like... You can see France from here. Can't see Australia. <laughs> but we did trade with the Commonwealth. We traded extensively with the Commonwealth. And then we stopped to trade with the EU. Because it was better. <laughs> you made more money off it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't... It's... It's, I suppose it's the kind of economic revival of this, of these kind of empire ideas of these historical connections with African countries who just happen to have a shitload of mineral wealth. Yeah, but also, we can't get at that mineral wealth anymore because <laughs> yeah. China has it. And also, any kind of trade deal we have with the Commonwealth isn't going to be like it was no. back in the times of Rip Roaring James when we were <laughs> their boss. <laughs> it's just, they, it's, it's, a, it's a sop, it's a, a band-aid. Yeah, it's, and it, it makes people... F- it makes kind of like kind it's of, kind of like talking about like the transatlantic connection. It's kind yeah. of like talking about America and even older friend. Yeah. Um, They're not our friend. They're never my friend. No, we just eat. They were France. We just friends. consume all of their culture, and we're pretty much an American colony now. Yeah, yeah, we're an American colony. And did any of our colonies refer to us as friends? No, they did not. <laughs> but Sorry, um, carry on. we're not going to the stuff that we sell to Europe. Hmm. Isn't the kind of stuff that we can sell on the same level to Africa? Hmm. And Africa is in a kind of, well, big chunks of it are in a hmm. bit of a state at the moment and don't really... There Actually, there's a load of different... There, there are a few different African countries that are... I mean, they've still got that there kind are a of... Few they're African still countries. kind of primary... Um, like Cameroon and places like that still are exploited, and Congo and places like that are still obviously massively, massively exploited for their mineral wealth, but by private actors. Yeah. All those tally ho, jolly japes people who were in the empire, kind of went international yeah. after 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 the empire kind of yeah. folded. Yeah. They the just empire, went international. The folded. You 
like they moved to Singapore, they moved to Hong Kong, they founded a multinational, and they're still doing the same thing that they were doing well, before. The thing, in the times of empire, we had like Chinese Gordon, hmm. and then after empire fell, we had Tiny Roland. Yeah, and the main difference is the newer ones couldn't give less of a fuck about this country. It's just, it just, it, it just kind it, of it makes it makes a certain kind of pe- person feel very happy in this oh. country. It's the kind of person that puts out the bunting for the jubilee. Yeah, the kind of person that queues up for hours for the hope of seeing a golden garage. New, new, new budget measure: six billion pounds allocated to bunting. <laughs> but the thing is, it's not even, it's not even um, that absurd. Because the amount of money that's spent on gold leaf on Buckingham Palace, because we have to constantly put more gold leaf on on the fences around Buckingham Palace, because the acid rain takes it off. And it's, <laughs> it, that sums up how shit this fucking country is. It's when just you this... have, like, in London at the moment, um, more kids than ever have got asthma. And the and their asthma is significantly worse than it's ever been. That was a fucking great thing in the uh, in the sugar tax. He's talking about um, they they put a, a tax on on sugar. Products. Yeah, they increased it. They increased the tax on sugar, um, and it's like because you know we want kids growing up healthy and strong. Meanwhile, a London designer has released a range of anti pollution masks, <laughs> so your children don't die in the street from the toxic cloud enveloping this fucking city. Well, there were. Um... There were radio people, again, because that is the main way I get my news, is listen to the radio, mm. um, who did use the words virtue signalling, again, with regards to Sadiq Khan putting the pollution levels on some of the bus stops. <laughs> so people would know what the pollution level was like. Oh, how dare he tell us how much we're dying. <laughs> it's just this country's... F- oh, I, I, it's not even that I'm attached to any notion of nationalism, like... Or patriotism in any way, but this country's a fucking dying corpse, and the yeah. way that they keep trying to like jolt the electricity through it, the in cultural ways and even in economic ways, when they're too cowardly to actually care about what ha- what happens to anybody See, who actually lives in the country, it's fucking disgusting. What's happened is Britain at the moment is a, like a fifty-nine-year-old man who's just left his second wife, Europe. <laughs> And he's just gone on Facebook for the first time and seen that his high school sweetheart is... Recently divorced. Recently divorced. Yep. Still looking all right. So The picture looks all right. The picture looks all right, but, you know, they never look like the picture. (laughs) And it doesn't say that, you know, she's got a lot of kids now. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just do this. Yeah. It's like, no, it it won't end well. He goes out to the nightclubs. He tries to make himself look. I think we've used this analogy. We've we used have. this analogy before that's about Tony Blair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because he's the perfect microcosm for... <laughs> well, no, just, Britain is just that divorced man. It's refusing that... to pay child support. And <laughs> just rolling up into nightclubs he has no business going into. Rolling up into a Yates in Nottingham. Getting his way past the door. He's like... He's just head to toe in Draca Noir. <laughs> and... Oh god, it's just all of it makes me feel physically sick. All yeah. of it does. It's I'm maybe I'm in a bad mood because of watching so much of them talk today and seeing the. Uh, the it's other hard to it's heads. hard to watch that amount that amount of kind of business in Parliament and well, not just think of corpses. Yeah, and then the other person, the other thing is, yeah, the talking heads before and afterwards. There was a bloke standing on College Green, um, who I have no idea who he was, but he looked like a fucking owl, hmm. and he was talking about monetary policy and economic cycles and then I was just hypnotised by it and blacked out a bit and then he was gone 
And that's what all these talking heads do. And it makes it just Hugh, Hugh. That was Philip Hammond. <laughs> no, he doesn't look like an owl. That was the budget. Philip Hammond looks like one of those things that owls vomit up. You know, that collection of like fur and feathers and bone. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um No, it's not gonna go well. And they're even he's even still doing that thing of keeping some money aside because they, they don't think Brexit's gonna go well. No. They, they just it. hope that they're out of it and got their yeah. That's the plan. The and company like, directorships by the time it all goes like, tits up. They're still talking about Article Fifty Mart in March. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and uh, when's the next election? Uh, what's it? Two thousand twenty. Because we've got fixed terms. Two thousand twenty. God. So oh god, it's going to be literally. We leave and then they all run away. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're the people who can run. But it's okay, because then we'll have, as you said in the last episode, we'll have Chuck Ramuna. <laughs> we'll Chuck... Oh, so Dan Jarvis, he did, was in PMQs. Yeah. He said maybe we should learn the lessons of, um, of, of history and the war and promise to do better. To do better. Yeah, he literally said that, <laughs> then he sat down. Seriously? Because they're, um, they're, they're about to open up another, uh, another memorial to the war dead. Oh. And so he's like, oh, you know, war. On a dead. I was a soldier, you know. He was a soldier, you know. <laughs> I don't know how he was a soldier. He seems very wet. and He seems like he'd be knocked over by a stiff breeze. Well, that's what he was there for, wet work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, there's... um. Is Paddy Ashdown still in... He's a lord now, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. The lord of wet work. The lord of skulls. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, there are certain parts of the world where that man is probably referred to as the lord of skulls. <laughs> Burma, Bahrain, you know. <laughs> Empire 2.0, people. It's going to be great. Oh, it's... it's but what are we going to sell to them? Other well, than Marmite, which we get the materials for making Marmite from mainland Europe. I mean, how are we going to, how are we going to, like, negotiate with these countries when we refer to, kind of, when Westminster politicians refer to areas like the Northern Powerhouse, and the one that came up in the budget, <laughs> oh. the Midlands Engine. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it's like calling it, we'll call it the Chesterfield Choo Choo. <laughs> it's like, so fucking patronising. The is. idea that, that these entire regions full of people can't be trusted with their own leadership. We're not going to have devolution or anything oh, no. like that. No no, 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 no. What they are is they're a machine with working parts <laughs> that are just capable of forward motion. That's what we think of the majority of the rest of the country. They're and if all... that's their attitude to the country, <laughs> what's their attitude to African countries going to be like? Well, it's like um, they think of the rest of the country as the dirty bits underneath the bonnet that they get a man to sort out, and they're in the front seat. <laughs> and it's a perfect model for how they think of the The world. Westminster whip hand. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, I don't know what we what the plan is with the Commonwealth to make money, other than... We're very good at training governments, training governments in how to put down rebellions oh, and torture people. God. We do a lot of good work in Saudi Arabia with that shit. We, we make quite a bit of money from selling, you know, thumb screws. Yeah. I'm sure thumb screws are more advanced now. <laughs> They're probably Bluetooth. <laughs> Disruption <laughs> of your joints. 
But yeah, what, what is that? What is their plan to sell? What what do we sell? What are we what are we going to buy from? They have. I mean, Britain's never had an industrial policy. We're never going to have an industrial no. policy because they don't believe in that. Like that, bringing that whole like Victorian Empire aesthetic into it. They've got this kind of crazy idea that it's people in their garages and single people going out on boats to do trade deals at a port on a yeah. dock and bringing home the finest spices of the Orient <laughs> because they're still in that they're still in that mindset. Or I don't know, maybe they're fucking not. Who knows? It's um, what's it that um, Boris said when he became London Mayor the first time? They wanted the N word. <laughs> he said the N word over and over again. He said I'm Mayor and I get five N words. <laughs> And he blew them all at his speech. He blew them all in Because <laughs> <laughs> he was calling for a neo-Victorian renaissance. Yeah, the N-word. Exactly. <laughs> and um, to be fair, there has been cases of, I'm pretty certain it was cholera and rubella. Uh, rubella's definitely making a comeback. Whooping cough. Um, asthma's through the roof. We've got people. TB. We've got children sleeping in sheds in Hounslow. Um, and yeah. So yeah, it is a neo-Victorian renaissance. It's the one that they want. Never forget that. It's the, it, when yeah. they talk about neo-Victorian renaissance, whenever a Tory or a Labour politician talks about kind of reclaiming Britain's greatness, remember that Britain's greatness is built on endless, endless suffering yeah. and death. The only time Britain, be like the British as a people, were happy not at the expense of another people mm. was... Before the Romans came, when we were just eating <laughs> thistles and pigs, but we could export hedgehogs. That's, that was a that was a that was a pre-Roman uh, dietary staple. But then we, we, hedgehogs, they, hedgehogs are all died out. Damn it! Because of the damn fox. <laughs> I think foxes eat hedgehogs. They probably do. They eat everything else. Yeah, but um, no, I have no idea what we can sell. I don't know what we can do. It's all dumb, really dumb. Yeah. I hate them all. Um, Jeremy Corbyn doing nothing. I don't think the Labour Party have said anything. They, he said something about unions, like they like oh in the budget. I see he didn't say anything about unions. Like no fucking shit. It's a Tory chancellor. Yeah, a Tory it. chancellor didn't say anything about unions. Yeah, he did put forward like stuff that he would have done, which mm. was like repeal the union laws, which yeah. should be done. But you can guarantee that there's no Labour government. Yeah. that's ever going to come that's going to want to do that Yeah, because on the whole the unions get really arsy with Labour because they're so mean to them yeah they still give them a load of money though yeah because, well who else are you going to yeah. give the money to yeah they give them to me yeah <laughs> we'll do a lot with it <laughs> all I need is one to be um, to be MP of one place and just sit there just firing spitballs yeah <laughs> just all the way through speeches Grammar school education, people. <laughs> yeah, soon all your kids could have it. <laughs> no, when we say all your kids as an asterisk, just yeah. at the end of that sentence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, I think we've kind of talked enough about that. We're coming up on our time. Yeah. Thank you for listening. This was episode three of uh, We Don't Talk About the Weather podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at WTDATW underscore podcast. Well done. And we're on iTunes and still subscribe to reviews. us. Yeah. Oh, damn it. You pick four, the Gang of Four, yeah, in China. <laughs> Leave a review. <laughs> the ghost of the Gang of Four. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see ya.
Since they amputated my 